Welcome to the Outpost Church podcast for Discipleship Training Week 2023. This year, our theme was All He Asks is Everything. Over the next few episodes, you'll be encouraged by a variety of speakers who actively lay down their lives to serve God and His kingdom. We hope that as you listen, you feel inspired to further understand what it means to follow Jesus and surrender all aspects of our lives to Him. We hope you enjoy. Yesterday, we're talking about the spirit. Uh, and heart and bowels and inner being so that's where you get all those um, where they translated it into where the spirit is so the heart and the spirit the spiritual heart is here in our spirit and I love maths does anyone love maths yeah go maths not many people all right I love it because one plus one equals two yay I know that and so this is our splitting us into thirds talks about the spirit when we speak is agreeing to the spirit two thirds against one third like the balance is yay we win like it's just maths it's so awesome and when I start to work with people with the emotional thing when we start saying I forgive you we're saying my soul wants to agree with the spirit I am changing my mind to say yes to what the Holy Spirit says. So then you've got two-thirds against one-third. And so then the release happens in the, in the body because the Spirit's saying yes, your mind, will, and emotions are saying yes, and the body has to give up. Too bad, body. Awesome. Um, yeah, any other points that stood out or questions that you're pondering? just do what he knew what he knew was right he actually felt that all those things as well so uh so as a pastor f my phone's always on so if someone rings me kind of late i'm happy to drop what i'm doing and and help them anyway and i think most pastors are kind of like that uh i don't feel like doing it when i first start but I do it because, like you said, out of a sense of duty because, you know, I've said I'll commit, I'll commit myself and, and our family to this kind of job. But as I sort of start to do it, you know, I, can, I feel the emotion of it. I feel that, you know, I feel the, the Bible says that the love of God compels us. So I don't know that I would necessarily say I always feel compassion, but I feel this compulsion, this drive within me that has the person's best that I'm actually working with uh, and not mine. That's sort of my focus. Uh, but it certainly, it certainly can start in a sense of duty or a sense of, look, I've given my word to say that I will be there for people, and so I will. And so I'll put down my holiday or I'll put down, you know, other things that I want to do 
um, except for family. I try and keep like family above. You know, ministry needs to be below my family. Yeah, that's good. Maybe a couple more. Absolutely. It's like pulling those levers that Tim was talking about. Mm. Something that stood out to me, like I was chatting with Waves about it, was like the assurance and comfort it brings when you're sharing Heidi about how you can be like uncomfortable and still have God's peace like in the same spot. I always thought about it as if you're uncomfortable, it means you're not at peace. But to be able to have those at the same time and like be working through it was yeah, really good. Awesome. Well, yeah, I want to invite whoever's coming up first and yeah, I'll just pray and we'll get into it. So Father, thank you for our time together today. Thank you for these beautiful men and women who have come down to share with us, Tim and Heidi. We just pray that you would speak clearly through them that that they would practice what they're preaching once again and just be hearing from you the whole day. And we just ask that you would open our ears, open our hearts, um, give us clear minds to receive all that they've got for us and all that you've got for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. We're going to start... Uh, so Heidi's going to uh, speak uh, this morning because... Uh, her message this morning is about that uncomfortableness and, and having peace at the same time. Uh, so that sort of really fits in. But I'd like to just, uh, I'd like to pray for someone first this morning. Um, and we've just started a group down at Cleve and uh, we don't have any worship deliberately at this group. And it's, uh, it's kind of like each, fr- each Friday fortnight we rock up and we do kind of a healing workshop with people because... The community down there has wanted, they, what they've asked us to do is they want to move in the spirit more. So at the moment, some people come from a different church and, and they're not getting that in their church, but that's is what they want to do. Uh, and the reason we don't have worship, it's not that we're against it, because worship is fantastic and worship brings us into kind of that throne room of God. But we've deliberately not put it there because we want, to know, we want people to see that you can just minister to like this anytime. So when you're on the street or when you're at work, you know, we need to be ready just to kind of kind of jump in. So rather than actually sort of preach some stuff, we would like we'd like to pray with some people, like pray with someone or maybe a couple of people first up, and we'll get around to praying for everyone who wants prayer before the, the day is out. Uh, we won't leave until that's kind of done. But I wanted to just bring a couple of testimonies before we start. Um, and these are just sort of things that have just sort of happened. Now, remember, we prayed for Jenny yesterday. Okay, so, and we got some people come out and we had all those words about waterfalls and that kind of stuff. And you notice that, uh, I don't know if you remember when she said we prayed for her and the power of God sort of started to flow over her and her pain started to leave and I stopped at mid-thing and I said, you know, let's get a word. And Jenny said, you know, she could feel it just sort of all happening and it, it didn't really need to stop and it would have kept going. Okay. Now, I did that deliberately and I didn't really know why I was doing it, all that reason because I wanted to demonstrate other people's words and their, 
their impact, that it wasn't just going through me because I have a microphone. It's, you know, it goes through all of us. But it, it shows that kind of, that, that principle that actually God's power flows through us at a decision. And many times, if I look back on my life, there were things that happened in my life and I actually stopped them. It wasn't God. Like we might say, oh, God stopped doing that in my life. Well, it was my decision that actually stopped that. I probably wasn't aware of it. Um, but that really illustrates that decision-making process of not just being completely turned on to God the whole time and saying, God, yeah, let's keep going. But it also illustrates the fact that uh, those women that all come out with that common word of the waterfall and water, that, you know, it, it just continues to work. It's not like once we've stopped it, we can't re-engage it. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Uh, is there any questions about that? Because uh, that might be kind of a new thing. We, we don't sort of think in terms of that. We, we're trying to, you know, we pray to God and it's like, it's like the prayer's gone up, God's doing the thing and then sort of this kind of loop. And that's the way most of our praying is when we're talking to God. That's the way when we talked yesterday about Jesus going from feeding the 5,000 to the boat, that's the kind of thing he would have been doing, it's back and forth. But with healing, it works a little different. It's that Holy Spirit flowing from, you know, the, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being uh, in, in us, with us and upon us. And so there's that, that threefold combination. I used to believe that you used to have to get together with a heap of Christians and, and stand together. That's that corporate faith. That is fantastic. It's a great atmosphere. That encourages us. But it, there's also, uh, you know, you can feel God come upon you just in your quiet time. But the bit that I'm focusing on today is the fact that the Holy Spirit never leaves you. And he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So is there someone here this morning that would just thought, yeah, I just like prayer straight up. I've got a bit of pain I'd like to deal with. And if no one's going to jump forward, would my teacher friend, would you be happy to come forward and be prayed for? Yes. i got a chair. Now, I know it's really hard to be bold and to sort of kind of you know, just jump up and uh, that kind of stuff. So we had a conversation yesterday, Beth and I, and you were happy to come forward? Yeah. So Beth, do you want to tell everybody what you told me yesterday about your pain? Look, it's not here at the moment, but you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So I have bulging discs in my back and I do all these things to prevent pain. So I'm not in pain from it, but I carry a cushion around with me all the time and I walk in the sea fairly regularly and do exercises that build it up. Awesome. Okay, so uh, all those things are really good things to do. So we are not saying that, uh, so if someone comes to us and, and has a thing and they go, look, I'm, I've gotten treatment for the doctor and I'm, I'm all okay. Uh, we're not saying, oh, don't continue to do those things. They're great things. But what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to undermine, let's say, the illness or the, you know, whatever, undermine that's ability to actually create an identity in Beth so that I'm not known by someone who has a bad back uh, you know that that is kind of that's undermined and taken care of now Beth said to me yesterday oh I thought about coming forward when you said about the back but I didn't have pain right now and you know it, it may not demonstrate what you want to do it actually demonstrates perfectly because many of the people that we will be so the way we might do ministry is that we're sitting down with our friend and their friend says, oh, by the way, I've got a bad back. And they'll say, I don't have a pain in it at the moment, but it's just something that bothers me. 
Because that, that's a great thing. Because what we need to do is we want to we get Beth to a place where she feels confident that this is no longer an issue. And she can go to the doctor, she can continue to get x-rays, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's, people used to say that is not an act of faith. You know, that's, if you are healed, going to the doctor and having any x-rays is going to reveal what you already know. So when we go to minister to Beth this morning, we're going to kind of do the same thing as a group thing. We're going to get you guys to engage in the Holy Spirit, kind of reach out in faith, those that want to kind of pray for Beth. But we're going to be looking for a different indicator. So remember that we don't, when we ask the person whether they've still got pain, uh, we're actually checking here first. We actually get a word from God, does the person still have pain before I actually check with Beth? Okay, so the process that we did yesterday still stands today. And it doesn't matter whether Beth has a feeling about it or whatever. We're going on what the Holy Spirit says to us, what, what's happened in here and what will also happen with Beth. And so a common thing that people will say is, I actually feel nothing. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I've had someone say, we, I've prayed for bulging discs a few, a few days ago. The person said, I actually feel like my back doesn't exist. Okay, and so if, if you're praying with your friend, it's up to you to say, well, that's actually the Holy Spirit. You know, he's just reconfiguring stuff, you know. But that is, that's the, that's the healing coming. And so with uh, someone like Beth we're talking about, that it's, it's become something that's happened for a while, um, we actually talk about identity over them. So the last thing you pray, once you get back to kind of them feeling nothing or them feeling that, you know, God is upon them or maybe it's a peace or whatever it is, we actually pray for Beth's identity. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we've, de- we've ended up with, uh, you know, we've deliberately sort of gone down a path that's ended up, it's not, it's not a sin thing, it's just if I uh, walk with a limp, then, you know, that's how I kind of feel, you know, that's, that's it becomes part of me, that's right. You know, uh, and, you know, Jesus, if, if we look through the Gospels, Jesus did a lot of work with people and actually, he doesn't just restore uh, you know, their ailment, he actually makes them whole. So he always goes further than just the pain. He's looking to rebuild us and reconfigure us and ele- he lifts us up. Okay? So remember the process from yesterday? So we're actually going to ask the Holy Spirit to, to do this and the Holy Spirit is going to flow through us, through our words. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to pray for Beth, we're going to stop, we're going to get you guys to speak words that we'll kind of collect them up as we did yesterday. Uh, and be bold that as you get a word, I am going to ask you to come forward and activate it. And the reason I'm going to do that is because God would have given me that word, but he's given it to you. So it's kind of like the Holy Spirit highlighting you and say, look, I actually want you to come forward and pray this. Tim's just going to be kind of an umpire. You know, we, a, a few years ago, I did some teaching kind of on, you know, classroom teaching. And it says that teachers can be a sage on the stage or a coach on the side. Sage on the stage, I mean, everything's got to go through me. You know, I'm the font of all knowledge, that kind of stuff. But good teachers are a coach on the side. Where we're actually trying to, you know, open it up for us to, to step into that. Okay? All right. So let's just get to the place of peace. I'm sorry we're taking a while, Beth, but we'll, uh, we'll get there. So get to that place of peace, then remember, inside of you, I'm going to ask you to activate. So you don't have to, I can't think of a different word, but 
going to ask you to say, yes, I'm actually going to be part of this. I'm going to pray for Beth. All right? And then that means the Holy Spirit is going to speak through you. And um, just like Josh yesterday, remember, Josh said, oh, I didn't really want to speak my word out, but he spoke it out at the end. Okay? Now, if, you don't, if you're not bold enough maybe to speak it out in the group even at the end, speak it out to Josh. Go and tell Josh before you leave, all right? <laughs> Make sure that you tell someone. Okay, so Josh is going to, he's going to record all those. He's going to say, yes, that was good. Okay? Thanks for that, Josh. Lord, we just uh, thank you for this group, Father. And uh, right now we're looking to just, we, we love you, Father. Uh, Father, we thank you that you have good gifts for us and you're going to flow through us. And Father, uh, each of us that would like to be part of uh, praying for Beth, Father, we, uh, we activate, we hold up our hand and we say, Lord, use me. And Father, we, we let go of the, our thoughts and Father, we just speak peace over each person here. Holy Spirit, just fill and flow in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll also notice that with these kind of prayers... I am like fragment, real quick, drop down, and then move on. Sometimes when we, we pray, we go back over the same ground because we didn't believe it worked the first time. So you just drop down. So this is not how I would talk to Jesus in my personal time. Okay, but this is, this is kind of something that's doing work. Does that make sense? And we want to just get down just to that bit. So I can pray this in a cafe under my breath to that place and then move on if I feel like I'm a bit out of, out of, out of whack. All right? So I'm going to do what I would do just meeting Beth, just to kind of model it again. So, you know, Beth and I have had a conversation and Beth has said that uh, she would like prayer. And so I'm going to get down to her level. Um, you know, normally I would actually pull a chair up so that, you know, I'm comfortable as well. So, you know, you don't have to kneel, but you... Basically, you're the one that does the moving for the person. If the person's standing and they want to stand, you get up and you stand. Because, uh, you know, we are serving this person. That's, that's our heart. And our heart is to, you know, to see God's, God flow in their life. So, Beth's already said I could pray for her. So, Beth, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Is that okay? Yep. So, again, we're, we're asking permission because this is their body. Can I borrow your chair? I'll sit down just so it... Um, we kind of model everything. Uh, and we, when we go to pray, we're going to use the words that Beth has said about her back. And you just said you've got a bulging disc and that there's sometimes pain. Is that right? Okay, so if they were the words, I'm going to use those words, bulging disc and sometimes pain. We're going to pray, then we're going to stop, we're going to check what's happened, what we believe has happened for the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to check with Beth. Then we're going to see what words we had. Okay. So, Father, we just speak over bulging disc in Jesus' name. And uh, uh, I just speak over injury. And, Father, I speak over the memory of the injury, whether, whether Beth remembers what happened or not, that kind of sudden... Uh, pain or whatever that's that's made this worse. And I command those bulging discs just to reduce in Jesus' name. To come back to to just what normal would look like. I just see little tears sort of on like what looks like an inner tube. Uh, and I just speak to those tears and I just command them to be whole in the name of Jesus. 
speak over the muscles around the back and I just speak healing and life to them. So pain go, pain go, pain go in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit just flood over this back. Feel it. Feel, feel, feel in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so what you'll notice is that we get a word, you speak that word out, and it, as I say, a picture, the picture sort of changes, and I just kind of follow it. And it sounds a bit odd if you're kind of listening, but that's sort of what you do. And then you're just asking the Holy Spirit to kind of activate and do what he does. So you just, I always say, you know, Holy Spirit, feel, but you can have whatever, whatever kind of thing. Lots of people say different things, so there's nothing sort of magical, there's no magic words. It is just us kind of releasing the Holy Spirit. So before we check with Beth, uh, and remember Beth, you know, she may not be able to feel anything, okay? So we're not looking for what she says to tell us what's happened, okay? So I want you to close your eyes, whatever, take 15 or 20 seconds and go, what has happened? So your choices are nothing or something, and then if you get a something, you go, what is that something? Where are we at? All right, we kind of all made up our mind. I know it's a little bit difficult and I know it's a bit odd. All right, now we're going to check with Beth. So I've got an opinion, you guys have got an opinion. We're going to kind of check this out. So, Beth, do you feel different or the same? The same. Okay, now, are we worried about the same? No. Who here felt that it was the same? Like, you know, you don't have to raise your hand, but just inside, if you felt it was the same. Do you think it's the same because it hasn't worked, or do you think it's the same because... Uh, the person maybe can't 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 uh, feel it or that kind of stuff. It's really hard to know, isn't it, with this bit? Okay, so my sense is that things have started to happen. So uh, we see lots of different variations of healing in the in the New Testament. We see, you know, uh, Jesus cursed the fig tree. The next morning, he saw it, and his disciples they go, "Master, we just saw the fig tree die." And he says, well, you know, it got cursed last night, so it actually died from the roots. So it actually, there can be some time when we pray something and when we see the result. Other times, we actually see it straight away. And we have the same faith and belief whether we have seen it straight away or whether the person can't, you know, it isn't in their realm of physicality at the moment. Now, I said we were going to pray for, uh, like, identity, which we haven't done. So, was there anyone that when we started to pray, they saw a picture or word for Beth? Yeah, what did you see? Fixed. fixed. Is there anybody that had fixed or maybe some kind of tools or something like that that they saw? Yeah? What did you have? A balloon? Balloon with the air sucker. That's actually a really common thing when we're praying for uh, ruptured discs. 
All right. Is there anyone else? That, what about uh, a different word? So we'll get you two up in a tick. Where anyone else have a different word or like a thought or a picture? can be really strange, you know, like... Uh, All right, now we're really starting to see a picture here. All right, let's, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you guys in order of how we... You can, you can pray this anyway, but we're just going to kind of do it in order because, uh, like, yeah. So, Nick, you're up first, bud. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to kind of speak your... I'm sorry it's taking a while, Beth, but... So, so Nick, what I want you to do is, is I want you to... Put your hand on, on Beth, and I want you to speak your picture, just like you just said then, and then when you get to the end of the picture, do what just comes naturally. Remember, you know, the Bible says, my feet hear my voice, so you naturally hear from God, uh, and so it's actually like the Holy Spirit wants to actually just kind of flow out. Cool. All right? Yeah. And so you, you might be sort of picturing release or something like that, but it, that's sort of the... Yeah, we thank you, Lord, um, for these, yeah, this meet realigning, and to see, yeah, you put in sort of like a stake or a pole through the whole lot to keep it in place. In Jesus' name. So, uh, Holy Spirit, just feel we just. You just agree with that word, so we just speak that that would activate down Beth's spine in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, feel, feel, feel in Jesus' name. Good job. Okay, next one. Okay, so when you speak that word, you're going to last it to flow. Okay, um, I see. I see a, a balloon that has um, expanded, and it needs to come back to the way it was created to be. And so, um, we ask that 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 disc, um, the bulging disc, unbulge, and that it returns to the way God created it to be. Yeah. So we just. So we just speak that would deflate in the name of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, feel, feel, and feel in Jesus' name. Amen. Good job. Okay, so you had fixed. Okay, would you like to, to pray your thing? So just however you want to kind of speak the word and then just whatever comes next. Thank you, Lord, for Beth. Thank you for her body, her soul, and her spirit dedicated to you. And thank you that through your spirit, <coughs> through the blood of Jesus, her back has been restored and that she's fixed from now until eternity. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Great job. Right, we're just going to talk about the identity. So, Father, we just speak over Beth, Father, and 
uh, where this back has defined her father, I just speak that her new back would now define her. Uh, Father, and I just see there's, you know, there's a few kind of, there's a bit of, there's a period of time as this new identity kicks in. So, Father, we release that over Beth, and we bless Beth with it in Jesus' name. So, Holy Spirit, feel and just confirm that in her heart and in her mind, and we speak over the memories of having a bad back, and we just ask that you would just flow through that and rewrite and remap in Jesus' name. Amen. Does anyone else have a word for Beth that we haven't kind of picked up or dealt with? Or you know, and if it's odd, we're just we're just going to roll through. Hides has got something. All right. So I saw um, filling in between gaps of you know how you fill in the bricks and it's starting to fill and uh, fill up again. And then I thought we need to speak no house crumbling. So your house is not crumbling. So let's just speak that over your mind. Holy Spirit, we say yes. Go and fill the spots and we speak no house is crumbling. This house is not crumbling. This house is the opposite. It is filling and building and strengthening and moving on to stronger and it is a house that is open to other people so now I've I've seen a house then I saw it starting to bring people in it starts to function like a house so that's for your life that brings people in this house is now whole this house now functions that people can come into amen awesome Okay, so before you go, we're going to ask you the same question. Uh, different or the same? And remember, you, you can be honest and we're not going to be, we're not, we're, like, we're not carried either way. It feels different inside. Um, before you started, you, uh, I think you said something about flowing. It was like my back started at the top and just, I don't know, I had something go into it and um, the identity thing, the house thing um, has lots of meaning for me. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Thank you, you can sit down. Awesome. All right. I'll just have a little update from our friend Jenny. So I thought I'd share it with everyone. I just asked her how her neck and shoulders were today. She said, really good. I felt stronger at the gym. They are tight, but not in a painful way. And a few times I felt a few twinges overnight and I prayed the flow of the Holy Spirit and so far it stayed away. Yeah. Praise Jesus. How good's that? Amen. So, uh, so when we, we have these words, one of the reasons I think God gives these words to us is because when, because Satan will try and like push back against this, you know, we, you know, a healing is a healing uh, and we can stand in that space, but sometimes the things that kind of uh, kept that there are the things that kind of continue. So these words we can go back to. Um, and so 
Uh, these words were like, say, I have a, a lady in Port Augusta who often has a bad back, and so over the phone I could just say, remember the words that were spoken over you when you got healed? And as she remembers them, her pain leaves. So, you know, there, there's a real significance in remembering the truth that God had spoken over us. And I don't know if you can kind of uh, imagine this, but when I was growing up, I didn't see anyone healed. I didn't get to see it in front of my, in front of my eyes or anything like that. And you'll notice that it actually, you know, there's, I don't know how many words that we just had for, uh, for Beth, uh, but you can sort of see how it's sort of no one really doing it. It's the Holy Spirit weaving kind of a fabric together, involving the people that he chooses in the order that he wants to do his thing. I might have an agenda, but I have to lay aside my agenda in order to do what God wants to do. It's just the, the major difference is that we, we always believe that God has good things for this person and, he, and, and has healing for them and emotional healing and physical healing and there'll be things that will be happening in, in, in Beth's heart and in her body that you know, in a week's time she'll be still like, oh, wow, that happened that day. So, you know, there's a lot more happening than, than we're even aware of. Are there any questions about, about that? Some of us feel like we were sort of a passenger in it. Some people, we felt like we were active in it. But so, the, you know, the, the real thing about it is, is that if we have someone in our church that, uh, that has some kind of pain, we can, you know, say Sunday morning uh, or after our service is finished and they say, look, I've got some pain, you know, we can just commit to actually getting around them with five people. You know, get around five people that we know hear the Holy Spirit and just start to work through this stuff. Get a word, just, if we just stick to the process where we honour God and we just let God do his thing, we'll get to where we need to be. Even if it takes us two Sundays to do what we just saw there, that is just an absolute blessing and that is more than we saw in our early ministry. You know, this sort of stuff, I'll uh, say... If I go back, say, five or six years ago, uh, I would pray for Beth and I would get to that first step and I would hear her say there's no change and I would go, oh, what do I do now? There's no change. And what I, the, remember, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So it's faith that we feel rising up in us that's actually the evidence that Beth will be healed. So it just means to take our eyes off. The, the check at the end is not to tell us whether it's done. We know and hear whether it's done. The check is just to see whether it's, it's like, you know, in, in accounting, you, you have your, your costs on one side, your profits on the other, and it has to line up, it has to balance up. So I'm going to sh- uh, throw to Heidi now. Uh, how much time have I left you? And so we're just going to keep doing this kind of stuff and modelling it and getting into groups eventually and Heidi's going to talk about being uncomfortable (laughs) it's exciting isn't it (laughs) not Ah. um that concept actually like Nick said if it helped him it actually helped me because you know when we start to sense oh when God's telling us something then we should feel good about it and it should you know yay it's exciting but sometimes it doesn't And that's because in our natural uh, realm, 
when we change something, we actually do feel uncomfortable, don't we? So why do we think that when we step out with God that we're going to feel all comfortable? Because it doesn't happen in the natural realm. Like if I, uh, you know, the first time I got up to speak, I would feel uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. I get nervous every time. And so I think, you know, why do we think when God's telling us to do something that there's not that like, opposing what we say is an opposing emotion to go with it? It's okay, chill. It's going to feel uncomfortable because it's something different and something new. So that's okay. But the more we listen to the Holy Spirit like we're practicing, the more we're going to feel confident about this over top of that. And we recognise that the uncomfortable will start to change as we just keep stepping out with God. But then he tells us to do something, again, new and different. And so there's that uncomfortable feeling again. But to just be relaxed about it, I think is a bit of a key. Um, <coughs> uh, just, I had a few things when Tim was talking, and I think I might just address them that I hadn't had on my thing. Um, we need to feel like we're worthy, and then that comes back to being confident, doesn't it, in our belief, confident in who we are in God and that we're totally loved. So when we think we're not worthy... Um, then we're going to pull back and it's going to be really hard for us. We'll keep flicking like this. I'm not worthy. Oh, Holy Spirit, I'm not worthy. I should do this, God. I'm not worthy. Like, it just keeps coming back. So I would like to just pray for that. I assume people don't feel that because I have very rarely felt that in my life. I have been so blessed to absorb and learn things as a kid and just be ready for this sort of stuff. And then I think, oh, actually someone else might feel differently. So, um, yeah, I was talking to Susan about kids and about how much it is so important to love those kids and get them set in their, you know, walk with God as early as you can, love them. And very simple in your church, just put your hand on a kid because a hand on a kid says, I see you. And they might not get that at home. (laughs) And... Uh, you can just go away okay all right they get in the road okay so and the sense of God's love for a kid comes through you so when you see a kid acting up and you know they are just swinging from the whatever I don't have chandeliers in there uh churches but yeah rafters or whatever's there and they're swinging on everything and they're annoying everyone you just calmly go up to them and you just put your hand on them because they're not coping their head is spinning and they have no idea what's going on and they can't emotionally regulate so go next to them just be a calm presence next to them just say how you going like what what's happening you going all right And then that calmness you've got calms them. Do you know what happens in your brain? Have you been taught about the flip the lid thing? Yeah. So what happens in your brain, and this is another key thing that helped me with people, is that we have a mechanism in our brain that shuts off logical thinking when we need to run away from a snake or run away from a crocodile and not fall into the water with crocodiles Let me quickly tell you a funny story and we'll come back to it. 
We're on our trip around Australia in 2013 and we got to the first gorge up in the Kimberleys that has crocodiles. We hadn't seen crocodiles. We'd gone up West Australia. Okay, there's going to be crocodiles in this gorge. And we're marching along as a family with, you know, little ducklings behind us. They weren't that little, but... Um, six kids and Tim's at the front with his bag full of all our water bottles which adds up to how many litres he had on his back right going okay kids be careful on the edge don't fall in because there's crocodiles and we're all going yes dad yes dad and then (laughs) and then Tim just goes whoop and starts to roll down the edge towards the water and all of us are going talking about like emotions going back and forth we're going ha ha oh ha ha are we laughing? Are we crying? What's going on? And we couldn't stop him. He was on this momentum because he had litres of water behind him. That was this bing, bing, bing. Oh, it was so funny. And then we all, once he stopped rolling, he didn't reach the water. But we're watching those crocodiles. They didn't move. Like, they're so chilled. Who cares? And, and we're just going, so, be careful, eh? Like, it was just so funny. Anyway, back to the story of flipping your lid. Okay, so we are created with a need to run away from things that are dangerous. Crocodiles. And when we need to run, we do not need to think. Okay, we need that instinct of flight, fright, freeze. And there's one more now that I've added to that. So you need to instantly just go, oh, I've got to get out of here. And it's an instinct so that it literally shuts off your thinking ability. When a kid is freaking out or they're in hyper mode, they have started to shut down their thinking mode. So you cannot reason with them, okay? So they teach us now to stay calm. Get them to calm and then that mechanism in their brain switches them to thinking mode. You cannot, don't try and reason with them. Same with other people. (coughs) When they're freaking out, Calm them down. And your presence, when you know that the Holy Spirit is in you, your presence next to them or sitting with them brings them to calm so that then, after then, you can work with them and think and chat with them. Okay? That, to me, was an incredible concept because a lot of times we go, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And then they're going, ah! And we're going, ah! Who's thinking in that moment? No one. Okay, so it's the same with us. We start to get, you know, that's why God talks so much about his peace and so much about, you know, don't let anger happen in your life and go to sleep with stuff like that without dealing with it. So, because I want to chat with you and I want to help you and work through things with you. But when you're in that state, I've created you to run or hide and we're not running or hiding. Can't chat with you then, Okay. So that's why it's so important and teach everyone, teach everyone about that. You know, don't try and push through when people are freaking out. Just support them. Be next to them. Get them to a place of calm. So um, with going back to not feeling worthy, can we just pray, is anyone would like, can we just pray as a group for people that, you know, straight away in the Holy Spirit have you felt... Yeah, I do have those times. I don't feel worthy because we want to just go and get into it, okay? So can we put our hands on people that feel like that at the back there? Yep, Susan, 
Yep, yep, these guys. Okay, just put your hands on them around there. We'll just do a quick prayer. And if anything comes out, just go, I'm not having that anymore, okay? I'm not feeling unworthy because of who I'm created to be and who loves me. Okay, Lord, I just thank you that you are all-powerful and yet you are all-intimate and loving. And we just speak right now to these hearts. We speak to these hearts and we speak no longer are we going to have the sense of I can't do, I'm unworthy, I'm not good enough. And we're going to put that out front. No more, I'm not good enough, I'm not having that. I'm not worthy, I'm not having that. I'm not good enough. We're putting that out in front. And now, we take the breath of the Holy Spirit and we breathe in, I am loved. We breathe in, I am set free. I am worthy because of Jesus. We breathe it in and we take that as our identity now. Fill these guys, Holy Spirit, fill them, every part of their being, that they sense a strength, they sense a purpose, and they sense it because you created them and you love them in Jesus' name. And I ask for a picture now for each one of them, that you show them their next step. Is it when you look in the mirror, you say, thank you, God, that you love me? What is their next step for filling with you and for changing that identity? Show them. Because you love them. You love them. You love them. You fully and completely love them right here, sitting without them doing anything. Nothing. Loved. Completely loved. Completely loved. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, um, sometimes girls, and we have a whole world full of girls going, yeah, I'm, as, I'm not, you know, I need to be like a male. and rah, rah. That's because girls, we have, I think, felt like we don't have a position or that males have had a higher position. Now, there was a point in my life where I went, okay, I don't want to just be a female that gets, you know, second rate when the guys get to do all the ministry for God. Like, I, I don't want that. I don't want to be, you know, just making cups of tea. I'm awful in the kitchen. <laughs> so, I was waiting for that because it is true. I'm not a kitchen cooker person. And his mum was. And so he's just gone, ah, God, what have you given me? Uh, anyway, so... I said to God, I said, I do not want to be left behind. I want to do everything that you've called males to do. And that's because I want the fullness of God. I do not want to be held back thinking I'm a woman, okay? And do you think that God wants that? He doesn't. Because look at the stories in the Bible where Jesus and the woman at the well, he met her. And the woman with the issue of blood, he stopped and he said, woman... Your faith has made you well, okay? So we have a purpose and a place in this life and we do not... Yes, he did. 
Yeah. So it says, you are in my family. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. There is always a place for us. There is no competition and he wants the fullest in your lives, the fullest and completeness in you women. You do not need to go, oh, what is it, women's rights stuff? Yeah, because he sees us all as equal. So can we just pray that now too, because that popped up when Tim was speaking as well. So for the women, this is your calling to be the fullest you are in God, and you will be a team with a man if you're married. If not, just go for it and love the people around you, all right? So, Lord, we just speak to all these women here, girls, women in the room. You have a purpose in God and it is a fullness. It is not a second-rate position. It is a fullness of God in your lives. So, each female here, I speak a... um, It's like a purpose. It's a vision. And it is not as the world sees it. It is you, God. It is your purpose. It is your fullness in whatever you have called them to do. And it's your completeness. Ready for the next step that you are going to take them on. Ready for when they say, I give you all, God. What is that next step? It has promise. It has hope. And it has completeness for you as a female completeness and God says I see you and I see you deeply and I see and I have what completes you in me and you're going to overflow it to those around you thank you father amen I am like the Titanic. So you know how the Titanic doesn't turn very quickly? When they wanted to try and turn it, they're yelling, what was it, iceberg ahead. And everyone's flat out trying to turn it and it is not turning. Me, I am big and I do not turn very quickly. I just set my mind to something and I'm ploughing through. And if there are people following me, I'm dragging them. Like, just, we're doing this thing and I'm not turning. Cause rah, rah. And it was so funny when we're getting ready for church Sunday morning, this Sunday morning, and I came flat out through the lounge room, through the door into the passageway. My third, third kid, Ethan, comes flat out through the kitchen into the passageway and here we are and my passageway's got um, clothes baskets in it so it's down to one lane only. <laughs> and we went like this wedge and I knew he's a Titanic I'm a Titanic no one's given up so we were like wedged together and I'm just laughing (laughs) there's nothing else we could do but that is my character so I know what my character is it has a strength of we are doing this and it has the weakness of if everyone's falling around behind me and crashing I don't even care so it is That's just who I am. And when we're honest about who we are, then we can work with who we are. We can work honestly with the negative side of our strength. And there always is a negative side. And I would just expect people to keep up. But, you know, just do this. And people would say to me, 
how the heck do you get a, like when we first moved there, how the heck do you get a bush dance going in Minipa when there's only three streets by three streets and the hall's full? How did you gather all those people? I don't know, I just did it. And so everyone else following me has to follow that vision. And thank goodness our church is very gracious. And they go, yes, Heidi. And I say, yeah, you said yes. <laughs> so it means this, 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 this. So I need to be aware of the, and honest about the negative side of my positive. And it is very hard sometimes to be honest about things in our lives, isn't it? But honesty can be uncomfortable, but it's the only way to change. And I see older men, and they've got to the end of their lives, and they don't know why they're erupting, or they don't know why they just put their foot down and just go, no, not doing it. So, hang on, that doesn't make sense. Why did you say no to that? I know you can do that. What's going on? But they've gradually gone through life where they've stopped being honest about themselves and what's going on in their lives. Women talk a bit more and sometimes they are coping a bit better, but men shut that down and just go, nah. So the honesty happens when we come to God again. When we go, Holy Spirit, how am I going? Doing that little scan thing. Is it all going good today? Why do I say that? It doesn't hurt to actually have a check on ourselves. What's going on? How did I react then? So then you keep that honesty going and then you can actually be honest with God and then he can release you. And I know when I work with some people that they go, I'm scared. And it's okay to be scared, but we're going to keep stepping. That's that uncomfortable feeling. But we know what's good. Keep moving. Okay, and I believe that foundation that we are talking about yesterday, you've got to have that, otherwise you're not going to go forward. Okay, so if you think you need to understand God's love more, get into it. Just soak it up, read it. Get that word of God solid in you. What, what is it that you think you need to be solid? And then you can be honest. It's uncomfortable, but I think I need to be honest about this. Work through it. Next step. I see a lot of people that um, it's like we're going around in circles. I was saying to Susan uh, in our church camp, if you ever want to come to our church camp, no phone signal, out the Gula Ranges, Amber's been, these guys have been. We're going to do three barbecues because our guy James, he asked God for the number and he has nearly been spot on every year. So we're going for 120 you have to bring your own camping gear out in the scrub, um, long drop toilets. This is not sounding good, is it? <laughs> Spiders. Scorpions. There is scorpions. <laughs> One. Kids. <laughs> Camels. <laughs> nah, bring your own camel. Okay, so we're sitting at the fire one night and then we've got bare feet on because we used to have it a bit earlier in the year but now it's in on June long weekend. And we're sitting at the campfire and then we look down and then there's this scorpion walking through my feet heading towards the fire. They like fire. Okay, but we have a fire going 24 hours a day so yeah, we're asking for it. They're not poisonous, that's right. They might hurt. We could roast one, you're right, could try that. Uh, but yes, we need to be honest. 
Um, it's not easy and sometimes you need someone else to help you. So I think when you're talking through stuff, like Tim and I just bounce. We keep bouncing off of each other. And we're, we're unsure about something, have a chat with someone and really get them to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what's under this? Because sometimes we get to a point where we actually don't know what we're thinking and it gets a little confusing. But it's with the Holy Spirit that you can go, ah, this came about because you're feeling unsure here or someone said this and it hurt you. So we need to probably deal with that, get you going again. So at this camp I had this year, had a picture of people, uh, oh that was last year, sorry. Um, Like, do you ever, you probably don't in the city, put a stake in the ground and tie a sheep up to it? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Forget where I am. All right, it doesn't... It doesn't happen a lot over our way anyway, but if you want a section of grass eaten, stake them to the ground and put a length of rope on them and they'll eat a nice circle out. So I had a picture of people being staked to the ground, tied to something, and I said, you need to find out what that is because we go to conferences and things like this and we get all excited and so we start running around the edge going, yeah, we could do this. You know, I heard this preaching. It's so awesome. I'm free. I'm doing really well. That's so exciting. And then we go back around again. We're not getting out the gate because we're still staked to something. So if you see that happening in your life, if you see that, yeah, I'm so excited, that's great, and then something pulls you back again, I want you to stop. And I want you to go, uh, I shouldn't be pulled back. I should be free. So what is that that's holding me? I just go straight to dealing with it. Because too many people, and we're seeing people, we're, we're working with people, that, whoa, that flared up. Why did that flare up? And they're still caught. So stop ministry, whatever your heart and passion is, is not going to go any further because you need to deal with that because if you don't deal with that, you're going to start hitting people you're dealing with over here. God knows the best process for us because he knows you need to deal with it because if you've still got it, it's going to be whacking people over here and they're going to be caught up in what you're caught up in. You need to get free to see them free. And so pursue it, pursue it. It feels uncomfortable. The honesty is important, but it's the only way to take that next step. Take that next step. And you need to be grounded in his love again, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to John 16, 33. And again, I'm in the Amplified with massive heaps of words. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. It's perfect. That's what we have. Shari's hot. She's pregnant. So let her, let her fluff. <laughs> All right. That you may have perfect peace. It's perfect So I can't picture that because I haven't had that, a sense of that, but that's what we can have, okay? We feel like we're getting close to it at times, don't we? 
but that perfectness. I wonder what that perfectness feels like. It's complete. And confidence. You may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer and take courage and be confident and certain and undaunted. That's what we need to be, grounded in God and in his love to be that. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. You are set free because of what he's done for you. But he's saying here that you will have trials. You will have stuff going on. So he wants us to be aware, like that uncomfortableness I'm talking about, if we're aware of it, when it happens, it is not going to change our peace because he wants us to go, yeah, that's right. Jesus said it would happen, okay? So we, these things that we're learning give us the confidence, doesn't it, to stop you know, flicking really quick from, ah, far out, South Road is full at 6.30 in the morning. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? <laughs> I didn't yesterday morning. I thought, all right, I'll take the, map, the maps thing on the phone, tells us to do a right turn on South Road to come south. What the heck? I thought, we'll be fine, 6.30 in the morning. There won't be anyone on South Road. Does Adelaide ever sleep? They are up. South Road is full. So we had to do chung, chung, chung. And that's why we were late to prayer meeting. I'm excusing myself. But this morning, not being put off by, okay, you know, that uncomfortable feeling of we're running late and I thought South Road should be clear, rah, rah, rah. Let's tackle this again. Okay, let's go a different route. So when we start to feel uncomfortable, stuff's happening, don't stop there. Don't give up. Say, okay, God, what's the next route? What is the better way to go? And today, we were five minutes early. Yeah! We have conquered Adelaide. Yeah. And we're going home tonight. All right. So go again. Go again. When we are grounded and when we say we give our lives to you, God, completely, it's because his way is good and he loves us completely. And there are hard times, but go again because he is good. I have sayings. I say thank you, God, that you love me. When I've made a mistake, that's my saying. And I go back to it and I stop. Thank you, God, that you love me. I'm back with Holy Spirit being in charge of me, not me. So he says we will have trials. But you can have in that same verse, trials, rah, 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 perfect peace and confidence. All in that one verse. It can go together. Um. We love um, Outback stuff, so we watch Outback Wrangler. Does anyone watch that? Is that even on TV here in Adelaide? Outback Wrangler? No, oh, you're missing out. All right, so it's these guys in the Northern Territory on stations and they catch buffalo. Not only buffalo, it is. Well, look, where is it? They've got to watch it. ABC, all right. You don't like ABC, but it's on ABC. Okay, so the station guys, they're catching cattle and they're catching buffalo and they do it with their utes, flat out, no helmets, the whole thing's open and they get right next to this buffalo. He's got like six metre horns, exaggeration. And they get right up close to it and go, junk, 
with the lever next to it is a big arm that goes around the buffalo's neck and they tie it up to trees and then they load them on um, trucks. But there is one guy, <coughs> there's probably a few of them that do this, they make a race out on their station with uh, Hessian, yeah. And so they put these um, iron droppers in and put Hessian up. And so the Hessian was this high and they make it a race into the yards and they push a funnel and they push them in and you have to push them pretty quick because apparently buffalo are smart and they know, you know, if they get out, they're going to get out again. So he pushed him up and he's yelling this big guy who's the station owner, Kirk. I reckon it is Kirk. Okay, Kirk. He's yelling at everyone, push him up, get in there. Like you've got to really hustle these buffalo so that they don't think. They've got to be in that flight, fright response thing that we were talking about. And they've got to head straight into the yards. At one point, one buffalo looked at the Hessian, had enough time to look and could see over it and jumped. And then the next buffalo jumped and Kirk's yelling, push him up. He wanted the Utes to get in front of the ones jumping over the Hessian to keep pushing him. And they didn't. And they let this, oh, he actually come through and he just went, oh, I'm going to do it. And went Poof, and pushed half the mob in, but the other half got out. So... What was interesting about this is Kirk, he's a big station owner and he's got a lot of employees and he said, oh, well, that's a good learning, um, learning experience, yeah. And I thought, what a good response. It's not, you guys are useless, rah-rah. He just sat in his ute and said, okay, let's put it double high. Maybe next time we'll think of put it, you know, went straight to that's a good learning experience. Now, they uh, make a lot of money out of those buffaloes, so losing them is a fair bit of money, each one of them. But if we are able to say that was a good experience, a good learning experience, and say that to your kids too, when they have something go wrong, say, oh, well, how can we learn from that? Like, what happened? Again, Dr Justin Colson, big on this one. Work with them, support them, okay? So that's a good go-to trials, whatever, hmm, that's a good learning experience because God has not left me. <coughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, James five sixteen. Says, confess to one another therefore your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offences and your sins. How uncomfortable. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. It's dynamic in its working. Okay, this is done really well if love again is at the centre. And love is your motivation for working with people. Let them confess but you, in a way, don't remember. I have had a great ability to forget things all my life. It has been wonderful. Because through school, I had heaps of people, you know, telling me their problems as a kid, as a student. And I would just listen and then, you know, whatever. And then on with life. But they were using me as someone to let things go. And that 
I am blessed with being able to just hear someone and let it go. It doesn't bother me. I've heard some uh, pretty hair-raising things, but those people needed to confess that. They needed to get it off their shoulders and it just goes off and we just hand it over to God, okay? So practice when people need to confess to say, do not go, you did what? You know, that's not good. But practice staying calm again. Don't flip that lid. Love them. And then watch Jesus come into their lives as they allow, as you allow them to just let it go. Now look at the end part of that. In my Amplified, it said, says about a heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. So what is dynamite? It is explosives. Um, Shari and Amber's dad, he's a, a got his explosive licence. I don't know. There's some funny stories from, yeah, what he's done and yelling everyone, run, and is it lit? No, I don't know, and hide behind this, and ah! Like, it's chaotic. But that's the power of dynamite. It is dynamite. It is explosive. It is something that will just absolutely move mountains, okay? That is the power that you have when you pray from the Holy Spirit, pray from your heart, your spiritual heart. So just go for it. Know what's in you and just let it loose. It goes on, it's interesting, it goes on to say there, 17 to the end, about Elijah. Straight away, it says about Elijah and he prayed for no rain and then when he prayed for rain, rain came. So what they're trying to say, dynamic power has the miracle and the amazing power to move uh, like creation okay so sometimes we think that's hard and I think that's why they put that in there to say let me give you an example of dynamic power stop the rain give the rain you know that that's the source of God that we've got inside of us it is phenomenal all right are we finishing at 10 10 10 15 is it yep cool all right do you want to do any more Tim Yeah. Um, also, uh, with the honesty thing, just keep that going, especially in a marriage, because um, it is important in relationships to be super honest. And when someone starts to, what we'd say, become fake or hide things, uh, there starts to, you have a sense, you know, we have that sense in us, you go, yeah, something's a bit weird here and we're getting apart and apart and apart. So in all relationships, honesty is important. But in uh, a marriage relationship, it is super important to just keep things together and keep things, um, you know, working like a nice oiled machine. So, yeah, honesty, if it's uncomfortable, it is worth it in the end. All right. Uh, I just want to, uh, just since we're talking about the practice of all this stuff, I just wanted to talk about words. Um, so when we're operating in those those words of knowledge, and that's a spiritual gift, uh, we need to remember that uh, the Bible, the Logos Word of God, is always our anchor. So if we get a word of knowledge, that or like a picture, and it doesn't line up with the word, we actually need to stop and check that. Uh, and so 
you know, I know I'm kind of asking you to kind of operate here, but we need to, in our daily kind of, uh, you know, with our own bodies and with listening to God, so we need to practice this. We need to practice uh, hearing a word and then testing it. So, uh, you know, you might say run up past Shane or something like that. Run up past people that you know have a gift of discernment. And so many of you, many people, particularly mums, have a gift of discernment. And the way that looks like uh, in everyday life is that they just know something is either right or wrong. You know, the son comes home and says, oh, I've got this new mate at school. And mum said, oh, I don't know about him. Uh, you know, we might act out on that wrongly, but that's actually the gift of discernment, the natural gift of discernment that's in them and they know. So you kind of, when we're actually operating in this, you can actually have multiple spiritual gifts in your life and you sort of got to flick between the two. So you go, look, I've got this word, hang on, let me discern, is this from God? Does it? And then you go back to your mind, you go, well, what does it line up with? What scriptures do I know that this works with? For example... So let's say that uh, I have a word of knowledge that uh, Frank should leave his wife uh, and uh, do something, you know. This is the word, you know, you need to leave your wife and, and go over there and, you know, I've got some kind of reason about that. Well, that's clearly not going to be God because, you know, the Bible says the two should become one, that your man shall leave his, his, his father's house and be joined to his wife. You know, that all, of, all of the verses that we can be rattling around in our head so we need to make sure that we have that kind of check before we go. That's one of the reasons why, uh, say, this morning when we were going to pray for people, I don't just sort of go, okay, now you guys just kind of do it. Uh, while we're kind of learning this and we want to make sure that those words are from God. So when I typically do this, and I do this with new Christians even, um, I am kind of the gatekeeper and I will just I will remember the words that come up and then I, have, I might have to meet with them afterwards and kind of coach them through that. So we do need that mental check uh, and we need to make sure that we do it. It's really important. And it helps us to know that we're hearing. And now the other thing is, <coughs> which kind of comes up quite a bit and it's, it's a bit of uncomfortable, is what if uh, my word is wrong? What if it was just a thought? And what if it was a thought? The only thing that happens is nothing. So uh, we'll probably get a chance to do this and uh, we'll get some words happening uh, in our next session. Someone will speak a word and I'll deliberately get them to come up and speak it and you'll see that nothing happens, it doesn't stop the process. It's just like, imagine if I was playing baseball and I just had a swing and a miss. Okay, now that's not, uh, that's not a reflection on the person's character, it's not a reflection on how they hear from God we will all have a swing and a miss. Every one of us will. We're going to have, you, you are going to get it wrong. I'd love to tell you that you're not. You're going to do this and you're going to go straight in the street and it's just going to all work for you. But, you know, it takes time for us to hear God's voice and, you know, and, and uh, operate in it. I've got a lady that we're working with uh, at the moment and she is awesome. Um, but when she goes to pray, she can be really harsh with her words. Like she'll get a word, she go, right now, you need to do this. <laughs> right? And I'll grab her hand and I'll give it a squeeze while we're praying. <laughs> and we have this sort of, this is my little sign. Hold up. Now, um, now it gets really confusing for the person that she's praying for because her word is accurate. So what happens is that when we get this, this word from God, from God and it forms this picture... 
our character then influences what we do with that. So if we're kind of like, a, uh, you know, someone who is a mover and shaker, we are like, this person needs this word, they're going to wear it whether they like it or not. <laughs> Here it is, okay? And that's not, we have to need to come alongside of them with grace and we go through their decisions. We present it to them, we let it sit with them and we kind of move forward on it. So there's a few things that sort of have to go in our mind when we're doing this, but the Holy Spirit is going to be with our hand working us through it. But we do need to make sure that we're, because the Word is our anchor, and there are lots of churches that, that uh, you know, start doing this stuff, and then they get into Fruitcakeville, and, you know, we're doing all sorts of things, okay? So we don't want to live in Fruitcakeville, we want to live with Jesus, yeah. You know, and, and there needs to be the manifestation of what we're believing. So, and remembering that we will have a miss and giving the person permission to tell us if it doesn't make sense with them. And then we drop back to the Holy Spirit. We go again, Holy Spirit, is this accurate? Is what they're saying accurate? Is what you're saying to me is accurate? Sometimes we just don't know. So, uh, you know, we, we actually speak a blessing on them if we get to the point and when we check back in with them. It was great that Shane did the check-in this morning with the testimony. So uh, normally I'd be a bit more organised. I'd make sure that we worked out who was getting prayed for and that we have a, uh, you know, to check back in with them in a few days' time and that kind of stuff. Because uh, one of the reasons that healing isn't taught in the church is because I've had so much negative stuff about it. We've been prayed for it at a meeting and then we just go back to the way we are uh, or the way we were and we don't know how to get back. Uh, so as I'm a pastor by trade, this is my thing. So this is the, I work with people to maintain it. But I need to also say that there are things that I haven't seen happen yet. We have some people in our church that have long-time illnesses that I haven't, you know, we haven't been able to sort out with them with God. Now, I know that it is God's will that they be healed. Um, and so as a pastor or, you know, as a leader of church or there might be people in your family, this is a tension that we have to face. You know, uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, and what happens is that we, we actually, you know, we grow on the inside in what we're expecting. So uh, it takes me far less faith to believe kind of for what I'm doing now than it did when I started. And so I have to constantly be be praying for bigger things, if you know what I mean, like that we have to be constantly expanding and as God calls us. So the word Logos, uh, you know, so the, the Bible is always our anchor in all the things that we do. Now, the other thing that, have I got time? Yeah. The other thing that I just want to talk about is not enough faith. I want to kind of hit some of these things that we often bring up. So a number of people will say to me, oh, that's great for you. You've got great faith or whatever. Now, I hope we've demonstrated this, but we are ordinary people. We're the same people that go to conferences. That we're this, you know, we are you. You are us. Uh, this is the life that we lead. This is this is ordinary Christianity, and we have all the same feelings. We, you know, I don't have enough faith. We think all that stuff. When I think that, I've got to go grab the Bible and I go, "What does the Word say about my faith?" He says that He has given us the measure of faith. So the same bucket that was used to fill Paul and to fill Jesus even, is the same bucket that's used to fill you. Jesus says if we have like faith like a mustard seed, that means a small amount, but it's alive. 
then we can say to that mountain, go plant yourself in the sea. So what that means is that, that when we start to look inward, that's when we don't see these things answered. So one of the things, the reason we talk about the peace first, and we spend all that time yesterday talking about that, is because that's kind of our anchor. And as soon as I start to look at myself, I, I say this all the time, I've got to pray for someone and, you know, the not worthy thing, I think that. I think I'm not worthy to do this. And I have to agree with that doubt, that, Tim, you're not worthy. That's why it's so great that you can do this. You know, you're not eloquent, you're not this, you're, you're often a hammer on these things like oh, I'm like uh, you know like I can be really honest and I'm like I can be really forceful that's kind of my nature so I've had to kind of learn to kind of ch- to mellow those sides of me you know none of us are going to be perfect in operating in this but these are principles that we can apply also to our own bodies as well so if I've got you know, I've got three four minutes so I want to just do kind of a uh, so the word is our anchor uh, we're all imperfect and we are going to miss are the three things that I kind of want to just share there. Now I want us to have a crack at ourselves. Now the process that we've been running around here is also the process by which we work for healing for your bodies. Now I know that it's really hard to kind of step out the front and be, you know, be a guinea pig. And I, just, I thank you for the boldness of all those guys that have come up. But now we're going to like work on you for just a touch. So I want you to let God bring to mind something that is not great about you. Now, it can be an emotional thing. It can be, so I've got, you know, I've got this annoying habit, you know, when things go wrong, I collapse. What I didn't used to like about myself was I choked a few times in football, as in like the ball of in front of the, front of the goals. And uh, this one time when I was about 10... Uh, I went to kick the ball to the goalpost about where that door is and I've managed to kick it out of bounds on the full, you know, from a standing sight. And, it, like, it, it, I wore it for a long time. And I used to think about myself that I, was, I used to choke under pressure. And I've never liked that about me. So that's a thing that, that I might want to pray about today. I've prayed about that, of course, and, you know, in this same process. So it can be, like, a psychological or a, or a kind of a character trait. You know, the Bible actually often refers to them as iniquities, those kind of like father, like son kind of things or that kind of stuff. Or it may actually be physical pain. This will work for that same thing. And what we're going to do is we're just going to get, we're just going to spend a moment, get back to peace. So, you know, let go of, you know, whether we're tired and, you know, really kind of you, the way that uh, you deal with those things to get to peace is you acknowledge, look, I'm actually a little bit tight. Uh, what Heidi said was really boring and I'm really struggling to concentrate. <laughs> No. So, you know, but, but you, you may have that kind of in, in your head. So, I made it. So, we know that that wouldn't be the case. So, wh- whatever it is, so what we do is we acknowledge that before God and we say, God, I just need to get back to peace. Oh, I'm tired. I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm stressed about, you know, my auntie who did three things the other day or whatever it is. So, we get back to peace and then we're going to actually do exactly the same thing that we did with Beth. Beth? Yeah. We're actually going to just get a word and we're going to speak to that thing. Okay? But just like Jesus, when uh, we see people, uh, you know, in the Gospels, they would come to Jesus and Jesus would say, what do you want of me? All right? I'm going to get you to actually, when I mean, you can write it down, if you have trouble kind of focusing on it, but we're not going to move ahead until you actually ask something. Now, 
we're just sort of focusing on it being just you, but it could be the most pressing need could actually be for somebody else. That's awesome too. But this is time that you can actually focus on you if you want to in, in that particular prayer, all right? So we're going to get to peace, we're going to get a word, and we're just going to walk through this process. We're going to leave some silence so you can do some thinking and reach out, and then we're going to get you to get a word for you, okay? Now, we might get only halfway through it because we might get to break time in four minutes' time and, and that kind of stuff. You can pick this up if you don't get all the way to the end, just exactly the same as we did with Jenny yesterday, okay? All right. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are fully God. Jesus, we thank you that you died on the cross, that we might have life. God the Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus on this earth to, to, to take away my sin, to allow me to, to stand before you. Father, you took all of all of my negativity, you took all of my stuff. Any stuff that I give you, you, you take upon yourself and you just destroy it. So, Father, before we pray for ourselves today, we just want to unload some stuff. So, Father, we just picture putting that thing that we know that is between you and us into a garbage bag and handing it to you. Maybe we open up our garbage bag and we actually stick quite a number of things in there, but we put them in there. Those mistakes, our past, whatever it is that is between you and us, that you're actually drawing up and reminding us of now. And Father, we thank you that you separate it from us as far as the east is from the west and you throw it in a sea of forgetfulness and remember it no more. So we tie the bag up and we leave it at the cross just behind me in our minds. We leave it there and we're now sitting back down. And Father, now I just speak peace over each person. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, peace. Okay, Father, we ask that you would now bring to mind something that we need healing for. Now, as we acknowledge and we, we see that thing that you're bringing before our mind, Father, we're going to turn this back around and we're going to ask you to heal that. And we're going to ask you knowing that you love us passionately. Maybe we're asking for, a, you know, a financial problem or a... Um, a house problem or, you know, peace over, you know, a country. You know, it can be anything at all. It can be as big as we can dream. So now that we've asked, Father, we speak your Holy Spirit's presence and power to guide us in what to say next. Holy Spirit, fill. Holy Spirit, take us by the hand. Uh, Father, we speak those words just to rise up in us. And as that word comes, just like uh, we saw this morning, we speak that word over that problem. 
then we're going to pause and ask what's next. Holy Spirit, feel. Holy Spirit, feel. Just flow over each person. Activate that thing, that word, that they, that picture that they just saw. Okay, drop down. Uh, God, we, we want to know, is the thing done or is there more? For those that are more, Father, we ask for a word or a picture. Father, we now speak that word or picture over that situation and we ask you to give us that next bit to say. Father, we just speak your Holy Spirit's presence and power just to fill each vessel, Father, to activate that word that was just spoken, that picture that we just saw. And Father, I just speak that that pain would leave right now in the name of Jesus. Whether it's a physical pain, emotional pain, or we activate that thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for some of you, you won't have had enough time, and I know that we're kind of like getting right to that edge. Uh, you'll be able to pick that up and go back to it. For some of you, like it's just that kind of flow through. For some of you, you were just sort of kind of going through the motions, and that's okay as well. Uh, if you like to kind of talk about that uh, over like morning break, grab somebody and tell them, and let them give you some feedback. If you feel that those words were accurate or not accurate, um, you know, just bounce it off. Someone that you know knows this kind of stuff or, you know, has operated in words of knowledge before um, and and stay at that process. Or was there anybody that uh, maybe prayed for pain or whatever and, and it just left? Or you felt like an immediate release, like as you went through the process? Awesome. Everyone's really bold. The hardest thing in this process is actually knowing when it's done. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing that I normally uh, help people with.